in the name of Jesus. To what shall we compare questioning and confirmation? What analogy can we use for it so that we can understand its place properly within the life of a Christian? I'm going to try and do that in a little bit. I'll do so from St. Paul's inspired words from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 through 15. When we look at that passage, we'll all see, and I hope that you six will especially see, where all this confirmation, questioning, Luther's small catechism fits in the Christian life. Before I can do that, we'll consider a different question first. To what shall we compare faith? What does it mean to have faith? What's an analogy or a picture we can compare faith, true faith, in Jesus to? Well, that's easy, especially considering our psalm and our three readings this evening. Most of you, even you six, will understand this analogy far better than I do because you're closely connected or closely related to farming or farmers. And well, I'm a city boy. The analogy that's constantly used throughout our readings to describe faith, either true faith or also false faith, as it comes in Jeremiah 17, is one of agriculture. It's all variations on that theme. Lack of faith or false faith, trusting in the wrong thing, is like being a shrub in the desert. That's Jeremiah 17. Or it's a branch cut off from the vine, John 15. Having faith in Jesus is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit. Psalm 1, a vine connected and grafted into, or a branch connected and grafted into a vine, Jesus. John 15, that branch bears fruit that comes from the Spirit, Galatians 5. It's all very simple. The tree that lives is one watered by God's Word, Psalm 1. The vine that lives and bears fruit is one that abides, remains, in Jesus. John 15. The vine remains in Jesus through his word. John 8. And through eating and drinking his flesh and blood. John 6. Apart from the spirit, there's only the works of the flesh that lead to death. Galatians 5. A death far worse than that tree in the desert. Thrown into the fire, Jesus says. He means hell. Now, I'm no farmer. In fact, the nitty-gritty stuff is actually hard for me to understand. Rotations, conservations, seeds, sprays, implements. But I do understand this. What growth would you expect if you didn't do anything else, not anything else, no spray, no anhydrous, no water, all you did was plant the seed? Yet so often, 
We, through our own actions, force Jesus to try and do that with us and our faith. He can work miracles for sure, but he doesn't promise that. He promises to work through his word, his sacraments. He promises, warns, whatever does not produce fruit is cut off and thrown in the burn pile. Jeremiah's words hit home. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. So here we are with confirmation and questioning. Where does it all fit? To what shall we compare questioning and confirmation? What analogy can we use for it so that we can understand its place properly within the life of a Christian? You've been grafted into Jesus Christ, planted into him through baptism. He gives his word, he gives his body and blood to enliven and sustain you. What about teaching and his word? What about the catechism? Well, let's listen to Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 through 15. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one that's laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the last day. We'll make it clear. Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one's done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he's, he's going to receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he'll suffer loss. Though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. How can we relate this, then, to confirmation classes, to the catechism? Christ is the foundation. And what you've learned, what we are all have learned or are in the process of learning, lifelong learning, in the catechism is like, sort of like, laying out the blueprints for the building. But it's still more than that. All analogies break down. But continually receiving... Preaching and his word, like the commandment, the third commandment commands, well, it'll frame up the house, the rooms. And continually receiving Jesus' word, whether that's in devotions or Bible study, even in the catechism, and even receiving Jesus' body and blood, well, it'll add drywall, furniture, and additions on to the building. Always more ways for you to grow. To, to, to forsake these things is to build your own house on the sand, a house that will be swept away by Jesus as he warns. To what else can we compare it? It's like batting practice, which even professionals do, but also learn to do better. Or it's like basic dance moves 
that continually get used, to which more advanced ones are added later. The failure of professional athletes often comes when they forget the basics. That is, they forsake them, want to move past them, and ultimately, they end up losing. Jeremiah's words hit home again. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. And that's exactly what he does. He did the saving, Calvary, death on a cross much, for you. He did the healing, empty tomb, coming back to life on the third day, for you. He still does these things. He still heals and saves. He baptizes. He absolves you, forgives you your sins. He fills you up with his word. In confirmation class, yes, but always more. More to learn from the catechism. More to receive in the Bible. 66 books. 1,189 chapters. 31,102 verses. A lifetime amount. He feeds you his body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sins. To heal and to save you. Left to yourself, you're a shrub in the desert. A broken down, dilapidated homestead. Plenty of those around. But not you in Jesus. He makes you his tree, his branch, his pleasant planting, and his word, and his gifts. Today, every day, always. In the name of Jesus.